You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Hello, this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that, it's in those moments that makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own. David Stevens is a writer, a jazz artist, and producer. Please welcome David to the show. David, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. I mean, I'm listening to your music kind of playing as we're talking and as I was introing you in. Um, you've been busy. I know you have eight albums out right now. Yes, eight albums. <laughs> Tell me about that. How, how did that come into fruition? Wow. So I started, let me see, back in 2005, I started experimenting, experimenting with being um, a solo artist. Um, I had been playing for different groups for years and just figured I would try my hand in it. And then it kind of took off. And then um, so each album after that just kept getting uh, bigger and bigger. was able to feature some really cool people like um, in the jazz world, like Gerald Albright and Najee and R&B world. I would say people like Jaguar Wright, Latoya London, like just a whole bunch of people. So it's been it's been really cool. How do you go about finding um, the artists that you would like to collaborate with? So... I have a list, a running list in my head, ah, okay. and then I just kind of, I just reach out to them, um, and 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 it's been a blessing because so far, you know, everything has kind of just, um, has just, I would say it's, it's happened well. I haven't um, had too many no's or too many problems. You know, people are usually like really uh, into doing it, so it's been great. I know you've also charted on, on Billboard multiple times. Yes. And your newest single, Shake It Off, just recently hit Radio Airwaves. Yes. Um, let's see. Can we cue that up? I'd love to hear it. Yeah, shake It Off. Okay. Mindset. How did this come into fruition? Well, I call it Shake It Off because during the pandemic, it's been so rough. Everybody's just been in the house. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like a, I'm a social person. So I like to be out and about enjoying, you know, enjoying life. And so just kind of sitting there has been a drag. So I wrote a song that was basically for people to move and dance after the uh, pandemic. You know, just a very upbeat, bright song. And, uh, you know, and that's that was the whole vibe of it. <laughs> pandemic for you did you have to do something to get yourself mentally prepared in order to produce this type of work in the midst of all that's been going on for me um so so my my journey during this whole thing has been interesting i decided i was going to just work as hard as possible through this entire pandemic so i worked on um being a better producer better writer a better artist, practicing all the time, just as much as I could do. And so um, I was already kind of in that frame, you know, frame of mind when I started writing and producing this song. So. And so you were in that frame of mind, and then what happened? Like, so 
How did this come into play? What happened? How oh, so so basically, um, I decided I was going to do an album. I started reaching out to everybody. Okay. Um, the featured artist on here is Elon Trotman, who who also is doing uh, very well in jazz. And I just said, Elon, I want to do something cool and upbeat for the people. And so I started writing and producing it. Um, I played all the instruments except for the drums. Uh, reached out to a good friend of mine, and he put the drum track on, and then we've just been rolling with it. Wow. Yeah. You're so, like, so talented. You can do so Thank many you. different things. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of the, the fact that you can do so many different things, I know your other song, entitled You and My Shirt, What's unique about that is that you're not actually playing the guitar, you're singing. Well, I'm playing playing guitar and singing. Oh, you're doing both? Yeah, I'm doing both. You know, I yep. thought you were doing one or the other. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I was doing both. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so tell me, so take me into that world. Sure. So um, I'm endorsed with uh, with Gibson. And so um, it's funny, they sent a guitar and I was kind of trying it out and started playing and I was like, oh man. And then this this kind of melody came and then one of my friends, his name is Andre Holmes. He uh, is an amazing lyricist. And we just got together and just started writing this song. Playful love song, you know, about seeing my wife in my shirt, you know. Yes. <laughs> is that how that happens for you? Does it just, does the music, the lyrics just come to you sporadically? Sometimes. Um, and so sometimes lyrics come to me. Sometimes the music comes first. And then I'll send it out to um, to my different writing partners, and we'll try to just go back and forth. So it depends. It all depends on what the what the uh, what the song is. Yeah. Um, I know that you've worked with several different artists in the industry. Right. Is there someone that you've worked with that has really just kind of been like a pinch me moment for you? Oh, everybody. It's okay. like no. Let me let me say. Um, I would say Gerald Albright. When I first um to, I I used to go to sleep listening to his music. And and I would always say one day I'm going to work with him or one day, you know, but never actually thinking that he would perform on my project. Yeah. Which, so like when he agreed to do it, I was blown away. And then another one was like Najee. Um, he was like the pioneer of like smooth jazz and soulful smooth jazz. And to um, have a relationship with him and be able to say, hey, can you play on my album? And then he did it. And it was just so incredible. Like, yes, uh, those those moments are <laughs> just amazing for me. Is there um, has something happened so far in your career that you can share with the audience um, where you've worked with someone? Maybe they've they've given you some sort of guidance. You've worked with them and you've learned from them in some sort of special way that you would love to share with other people. Um. I, I've had so I'm trying to go back and remember because there's been so many um, different. Um, I, I would say uh, there's an artist named Nick Colion. He's a guitar player, um, doing. He's just one of the amazing guitar player and doing really well in the genre. And when early on, I was trying to find my way, trying to figure out which direction I wanted to go in. And we were backstage. He was getting ready to go on. He was the headliner, and um, we were backstage talking. And I said, "Man, what am I missing? What do I need to do?" And he said, what you need to do is not follow um, everybody else's blueprint, but you need to go out and find your own voice, find your own audience, and then bring them to the table. And then you make things, you know, you, we bring the audiences together. And he said, but he said, the main thing is you have to find your production voice, your your playing voice. And, and, and when he said that, it just kind of, as simple as it sounds, it was kind of the light switch turning on for me it was like man so it was kind of the permission to not just do the same thing everybody else had been doing but go out and do my own so since then 
with every album, um, I try to um, infuse my influences. And um, so there's R&B, there's fusion jazz, there's soul, there's all kinds of stuff in all of my albums. I was going to ask you, so how do you find, what advice can you give to others and to, to help them find the, how do you find your unique uh, flow, if you will, when it comes to um, putting your music together? So a lot of times um, I listen to different artists. So, okay, so I write and produce for a whole bunch of different artists. And usually they'll call me and they'll say, you know, um, I want to do an album or I want to do a single. And I'll listen to them and I'll ask them a lot of questions about their um, their journey. I'll ask them about their influences and then I'll sit down and listen to their music and then I'll listen to what they say they want to sound like. And if, and as I do that, melodies come, ideas come, um, chord structures come, all of those kinds of things. And then I'm able to write and produce a song for them that uh, that fits them exactly. What is that process like for you? Do you have what do you have to do um, for yourself? Um, what are the steps that you have to do in order to prepare yourself to, in order to write when it's not for yourself, when it's for someone else? Do you have to, do you monitor them? Do you look at what they do? Like, how do you ingrain their voice into what you're writing uh, when you're doing it for someone else? Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I study them. Um, I study what they're saying. Uh, I, I watch some of their social media uh, without just, you know, being too into the woods with it. But I, I like, you know, study their you know what they're doing and and ask them a lot of questions and then um i sit down in my studio when i'm surrounded by a whole bunch of guitars and basses and you know keyboards sitting in front of me and the drums back there and all the stuff and um and then i'll you know start to get ideas and as i get ideas i'll um open up my recording stuff and then just start going on and and, and laying uh, laying it down when did you know this was uh, your, you were on the right path, that you were doing what you were supposed to be doing in life? So I started doing this when I was 14. And I started, I was thinking about this this morning. I started writing and producing at the same time that I was playing guitar and um, learning guitar. And um, so I was this like 14, 15 year old pulling people into the studio and, um, you know, saving every bit of, of, of money that I had to try to pull people into the studio. And I, I kind of knew then that it was, it was my calling and, um, and that's what I was supposed to do. And then through the years, um, it just kept growing and growing. And then I would say now I've come to the, to the point where I know this is exactly my path in life. And so, yeah. And when did you know that? When did, when did it click for you when you said, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm walking in my path. I think it clicked for me probably... I would say maybe about 10 years ago, um, just I started to see more people calling, more people saying, hey, I need you to um, to do songs. And it's one thing if you think you're good, but then if other people are starting to call you and ask for you to do songs for them and all, um, you know, then it starts to be like, hmm, maybe there's something to this. And so, um, you know, as I just kept doing it, it just, you know, kept growing and growing. And so and I knew at that moment this was this was it. So I know you're from Philadelphia. Philly, born and raised. Yeah, I'm from <laughs> Chicago originally. Okay. So I understand the inner city and, yeah. and what that's like. Um, what was that like for you, transitioning from Philadelphia here to L.A. and just moving, changing careers? Um, was it difficult moving from city to city as an adult? So, yes, it was very difficult. Um, Philadelphia is very, um, how do I want to say it? It's a loving city but also a very hard city. And so um, 
you know, if you can make it in Philly, you can literally make it anywhere. And so, um, you know, it was it was not the easiest transition, especially because I have a family. And so, um, you know, a lot of people were like, man, what are you doing? You know, at this age, you you just getting up and deciding you're going to go. But I had a supportive wife. Um, I have uh, three wonderful kids. And I came out here first to make sure everything was cool, get a, you know, develop a plan and all that kind of stuff, and then was able to move them all down here. So it, it's, been a, it's been a journey, but it's been cool. Yeah. How do you... Um how do you ignore the naysayers, those who say, what are you doing? Who say, you know, may say, halt what you're trying to do when you're aiming to come this way. Um, how did you block that noise? <clears throat> so you just have to know internally uh, what you are called to do and see, you know, see your own path, have vision. Um, and then everybody else, what they're saying is just talk. It's not, you know, I, um, I can't live my life based on what they think. You know, and um, so and it's just I've just had to make myself block it out. Yeah. Is that tough for you to do? Sometimes because sometimes the uh, sometimes it comes from family. Sometimes, you know, people who are closest to you and they're like, no, I don't see it. I don't think you should do it. And, you know, you have to be um, know yourself well enough to know that, you, you know, what, what your limits are and what you have to do. So um, tough, but got to still do it. So what are you working on next? I'm still, so I'm here writing and producing with a whole bunch of teams and we're pitching music for um, films and TV and commercials, all that kind of stuff. And we're constantly writing, um, constantly trying to get music to artists. So that's what I'm, what I'm doing mainly. I have a project coming out with um, Terry Tobin, who's an amazing singer. She's, uh, she should be releasing that sometime in the summer. And just a whole bunch of just projects on the table. So, yeah. All right. Well, how do you stay grounded? What do you do to stay grounded for yourself? So being around my family um, is so important to me. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because before the pandemic, I knew them well, of course. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm dad. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, and I travel a lot, you know, always flying around and stuff like that. But, you know, but it was never so much that they, that I wasn't a presence in the house. So it might be like Monday through Thursday, I'm home and I'm cooking and I'm doing all the things I have to do. And then I'm going Friday through Sunday doing, um, you know, uh, on the road. And so <laughs> when the pandemic came, we're just there all day, every day looking at each other and we got to know each other more <laughs> Then, um, then ever to the point where they're like, Dad, don't you have somewhere to go? Don't you have a flight to catch? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, okay, so it was a good thing yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. it was great for you. Yeah, overall. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and so that kept me grounded in also church and, um, you know, church family and stuff like that as well. So, what's, um, can you give three tips to someone who may be listening or watching, um, who may be out there and interested in getting in the business? and not knowing how to start, what are some tips you can give to someone in order to get started in, in writing and writing for other artists? So I, th I think um, people have to realize that it is a business first. So um, learning the learning the business is, is very important. Understanding how the money flows, understanding all those different things. Um, and then perfecting your craft, of course, practicing and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then um, listening when it comes to songwriting and producing, listening to what's out there frequently, so that you know, so that your your writing is relevant. 
Because a lot of times people say, well, I have my own style and I have my own thing. And so I don't need to listen too much. And um, and then they're way off in left field somewhere when it comes to, you know, um, song placements. So um, I would say, listen, like at least two or three days a week, I'm just listening to music, whatever's new. I know who's coming out. I know what they're doing and I can incorporate the new stuff in with what I'm doing. And what's the third tip? Third tip. Be honest with yourself and, and listen to, well, I was, this is two things. I would say, listen to criticism, listen to feedback and be honest with yourself. If somebody says this is not good and you need to do this, then listen to it and kind of say, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe I could do better with this or, you know, so I think that's important. I'm going to wrap up with a segment that I'm calling Tell and Tell, which is a play in the word show and tell. Okay. What is something that you can tell us about yourself um, that the audience, the world, does not know about you? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. It could be your morning routine, maybe something that you like to eat. Maybe it's, I don't know, something that you do every time or something consistently that you do every time before you begin writing for someone. Okay. And what if, if so, what's that practice like? Just throwing some things out there for okay. you. Okay. All right. I'll tell you one thing. I don't eat meat. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like a pescatarian. Uh, I do eat fish and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's one thing. What's another thing? I always wanted to uh, try comedy. I wanted to do stand-up comedy. I haven't been uh, gotten up the nerve to <laughs> to do it yet, but acting and and comedy and stuff like that is something that I uh, wanted to pursue in my life. And um, what's something else? Um, and then I just completely a family guy. Like I mean, you'll catch me any day of the week. Um, you know, running around with the kids and um, going to basketball games and practices and all that kind of stuff. You know, so when the music is not on, I'm I'm in full dad mode. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. That is it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I thank you so much for being here. Oh, wow. I thank you so much for having me. This has been cool. Wait, wait. Before you go, is there something? Can you give us a little sample of something that you have that something to come? Is there something you'd like to sing for us? Oh, I don't. Uh, wow. I don't have anything to sing. Um, I didn't come. For, I didn't have my guitar with me or anything okay. like that. Okay. So, Nothing yeah. sing. Okay, we can, we'll edit that part out, so okay, cool, no worries. Cool. All right. I think, what was it? If someone's interested in following you or following your journey, how can they go about doing that? Cool, so my website is davidpstevens.com, and make sure y'all put Stevens with a V. Um, I don't know who that PH guy is, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, davidpstevens.com, and all of my socials are uh, davidpstevens. And, and that's how they can find me. And then all my music is on everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Music, everything. So. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of The Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father so often said to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Until next time. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.